0: Welcome to the Why Not Today podcast, where we celebrate courage, determination, and the power of saying, Why not today? I'm your host, Leslie Kane. Each episode, we dive into inspiring stories of individuals who have taken bold steps, faced their fears, and embraced the possibility of today. From entrepreneurs to artists to dreamers to doers, we explore the moments when they said, Enough waiting, why not today? Join me as we uncover the heartwarming, the audacious, and the transformation, whether it's pursuing a lifelong passion, overcoming obstacles, or simply choosing joy, our guests share their journeys and inspire us all. This podcast is in honor of my father's legacy, Patrick Kane, who often did say, why not today? So remember, you're just one decision away from changing your life. And I'm super excited about my guests today because I just met them five minutes ago. Um, and I always talk about the connections and where I meet people and how they connect. And it's been such a fun journey with this podcast of how God is just putting people on my path. And I'm and I'm listening and I'm saying why not today and reaching out to the people. So Kendra and Julie have a business called Um. The Ruth experience. And I first found them on Christmas Eve. I had brunch with a friend and treated myself to Barnes and Noble, which is one of my favorite things. And I'm like, I need a new devotional. And I found one that they had written about friendship. And it just spoke to my heart every day a devotional that you read about friendship. And that's a lot about what the podcast is about, is friends and connection and community. And then I was looking at their information and they wrote a book about daily acts of kindness. And February, the kind of the theme we're having this month is why not today love yourself, and so the random acts of kindness I think goes hand in hands or acts of kindness. And as I was looking at dates and holidays and stuff, it just popped up that when this episode, the day this episode will um, post is Random Acts of Kindness Day. So I reached out to them and we made this happen quickly. So thank you, Kendra and Julie, for being flexible and being ready, spontaneous. And I think this is the first episode we've had two guests. So we're going to just have some fun. So why don't you guys introduce yourself with just a quick bio of who you are um, and a fun fact, and then we'll talk about courage and the Ruth experience. So I don't know who wants to go first.
1: Sure. <laughs> I can go first. So my name is Kendra Rail. I live in central Minnesota with my husband. We have five kids. Uh, three or, three of our five kids we adopted from foster care. And oh, wow. so we have quite a span in ages. That's kind of the fun fact about me. Our oldest is 33. Our youngest is 10. And we have three in the middle. So, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So that's just a little bit about me. Um, Julie and I have actually been friends for, for many, many years. And so that's how we started um, writing together, but we can talk more about that too. So yeah. Yes. So yeah. and I'm Julie, Julie Fisk, and I also live in central Minnesota. Um,
2: married to my husband Aaron for uh almost 25 years. We're getting close. Two wow. teenagers. I'm about to have a driver in my family, and then uh two dogs.
0: Okay. See, fun,
2: fact, fun fact about me, um, I grew up in a farm 30 minutes from where I live. And when I was in sixth grade, I told my mother that I was going to move and mm-hmm. never return. And I am the only one still in the state of Minnesota in my immediate family. So we joke about that sometimes. You have to be really careful about my nevers.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, I have one of those. I'm a, I'm a sales director with Mary Kay. And I remember a friend of my mom started selling Mary Kay. I'm like, do not ever talk to me. I will never sell it. I will never wear it. And 29 years ago, I started my Mary Kay business. So <laughs> be careful with the nevers. <laughs> totally agree. And I can relate, although I never, I don't think I said I was going to move, but I have lived in the same town my since I was two and um, about a five mile radius. And it's interesting. I'd go to people's houses that lived in small towns and say, gosh, how do you live here your whole life? And then one day I woke up, I'm like, wait, I'm in the same place. But the difference <laughs> is I'm outside of 20 minutes outside of Washington, D.C. And the oh. town I live in is actually not even a town. It's a planned community. And it is about as old as me. Um, and mm-hmm. so it has grown up from a dirt road to a huge metropolis with oh, the metro and everything. So it's grown up around me. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've both grown together. So there you go. All right. <laughs> so let's start with courage. What is your definition of courage?
1: You know, I love this question. I think my definition of courage is simply being willing to do it afraid, whatever that thing is. Yeah. And that has been at least my theme for my life, because I am someone who from a, from a young age, from childhood has been kind of timid and felt scared about things. And finally, and it's not even a quote for me, someone else said it, but I have adopted it and made it my own. That idea of like, you don't have to wait until you feel great
0: or you're not afraid or whatever, just do it afraid, just do it afraid. And And so
1: for me, that that's what courage is.
0: Yeah. And how often, I mean, everything we do afraid. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Especially the you're not, first you're time. not living
1: your life. Right. Exactly. You're not trying maybe new things or mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. You're being comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. How about so you? I was,
2: I was afraid to go second on this one because <laughs> Kendra and I have been friends for so long and we've done life together for so long <clears throat> that, um, I don't know if I adapted yours, Kendra, or you adapted mine, but I feel the same way about courage. Um, Learning to do something, even though you're still trepidatious, even though it feels uncertain and a little scary, um, I don't think it's possible to do something new when it doesn't feel a little trepidatious or a little scary. So, um, everything new that I've done, every big thing that I've done, I've been scared when I did Mm -hmm. it.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a book that I've quoted and taught and talked about for years called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan mm-hmm. Jeffers. Mm-hmm. And I pulled it out recently. And unfortunately, I guess she's passed away a couple of years ago. But mm-hmm. um, she talked about everything we do. If you're growing, you're gonna be fearful, and yeah. but you just gotta lean into it and do it, and you know, think about what's the worst thing that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and somebody I listened to the other day, they said there's two kind of decisions. One's the closed door decision. You make the decision. There is no going back and that you need to think a little bit about, but the yeah. other ones that there's a possibility, if you're 51% sure he's like, just do it. Yeah. And he said, those are the things that, you know, if it doesn't work, try again, do something else. You're going to learn, pick right. up the lesson.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. right. So, all right. So the Ruth experience. So I know there's three of you. Mm-hmm. So, um, who is the third is, So the third is actually my sister,
1: Kristen, my younger sister. Um, And we started the Ruth experience. How long ago was it now, Julie, like 13 years ago? At least. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, tell me the story. How'd you guys get here? Well, Julie and I have been friends for years, um, even prior to writing together. We were going to women's conferences for a lot of years. And speaking about having courage, we had gone to a women's conference probably 15 years ago. And, um, Julie and I both have, um, degrees and we're working in fields that were not pertaining to writing specifically. And we, we left this conference feeling very inspired. And Julie said to me, I think we should write a book. And we were like, I, I kind of felt that too, but then we sat down and we couldn't really come up with an idea that. So
0: yeah. let me ask you a quick question before you go for the yeah. women's conferences was what kind of were there? Cause I know your books are devotional. So there yeah. were women spirit. Christian Spirit yep. so conferences. This was like a okay.
1: spiritual a women's conference okay. that was um but it was definitely you know kind of along that same theme of like courage like what do you want to do what is god speaking to you you know being willing to to take steps and and to do things and to step out and so we were feeling really inspired but just didn't go anywhere that first year we went back the next year and i can't remember what the theme was that year julie I don't know if you remember or not specifically. I I
2: don't remember, but it was Susie
1: Larson who was speaking.
2: Yeah. And immediately after, excuse me, immediately after she spoke, Kendra and I sat down and I think we wrote the table of contents in 30 minutes. Yeah. Wow. Um, It just downloaded for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, and we had both independently prayed, you know, and said, if you actually want us to write a book, you're going to need to tell us what to write because- we felt a little bit like everything under the sun had been written. Um, yeah. And so had left it the, the year before, kind of had gone through that summer and just left it and thought, well, something's bubbling, but we don't know what. And then, yeah, that was our first book.
1: So which
0: one was your first book?
1: So that was actually called the Ruth experience.
0: Okay. And, and explain so, what's the story behind it? Yeah,
1: so we, so Julie and I were part of a church launch many, many years ago And part of that group of people that got together was um, women and and families that really kind of came not really having a faith background. And so Julie and I had both grown up in the church. And so one of the things that had been one of my favorite things about that was we called it a tea and testimony night where women would come and they would share, you know, something that God had done in their lives. Well, we wanted to have that sort of an event, but we didn't want to call it tea and testimony because we wanted to attract younger people to come to it. And so we, as we were thinking about what we could call it, we were actually reading the book of Ruth at the time in the Bible. And so we thought let's call it the Ruth experience because that's really what it is. It's this idea of women doing life together, journeying through life, encouraging one another. When someone is up, the other person is down and the other, you know, they come together and just how God kind of weaves uh, our relationship with one another to build support and to chase dreams and to all of that. And so that's what we ended up calling that group when we would come together. So as we started writing, um, we thought, you know, the Ruth experience, that idea is something that we want to create. Our first book is based on that. But then also this online community that we have um, is really meant for women to come and to find support and to find other other women who are, you know, um, just coming together, doing life together. Um, encouraging and supporting all while, you know, being honest and real about where we are in life and the struggles that we have and all of that. So that's really kind of the how the Ruth experience came to be. Um, we we do have to explain that all the time and we have honestly tried to come up with another name and we're like we just no, I we love it. do it we Perfect. can't do it. Well,
0: and you know it's interesting not even knowing that story and god putting me in that Barnes and Noble and grabbing that book I mean it's not by accident. And yeah. because as we talked about before we started the podcast is women are looking for friends and connections and um I am not married and single and I'm never been married and have lots of great friends and a friend of mine, um, a couple of years ago got divorced and we were talking about it and she's, um, I've learned how to be single and thrive and not just survive because I've got such a powerful tribe around me. And, A lot of women don't have that to lift you up and you need those because life is not always perfect Mm -hmm. and to be encouraging. So I've tried to be that encourager for a lot of people and surround myself with like minded people. And where this podcast, I really feel like it's going is to build communities, just like you guys talked about, Mm -hmm. to be around like minded people, to help support each other. Um, So what is the Ruth experience book? Let's talk about that. Is it a devotional or is it like the other ones? Because I don't it's, have that one yet. I have so no, many books. You guys are gonna make me get more books. <laughs>
2: it's a self-published book. It's our very early, it's our very earliest. So th- we just put a little caveat on there. Like we love the girls we were when we were writing that first book, but that was our first attempt. And so I'm not always sure <laughs> if I wanna refer people to that book. But it was what we did is we took that story, that friendship of Ruth and Naomi, mm-hmm. and we walked through it in this book, but then we interspersed um, that journey that Ruth and Naomi went on with um, interviews of women and facing similar situations, and so really, mm-hmm. it's that we just teased apart what that entire relationship looked like for those two women, and then wove in, you know, current modern day women's stories because it it transcends age, it transcends culture these were women that were different generations it was a mother-in-law and her daughter which right. we always love to pit mother-in-laws and daughter-in-laws against each other mm-hmm. and so just all of these ways that god worked you know these lives around in this gorgeous redemption arc because ruth is listed in the lineage of jesus she's one of very few women that was like intentionally scripturally included so there's just so much richness to that story so that's our first book and not a devotional our okay. uh, only non-devotional um, okay. and our very first book. So I just put that little, but you okay. know,
0: yeah, well, you know what I found too, and all the guests I've talked to, there's a story behind the story. Mm-hmm. Like I talked to like one woman did a newspaper. I'm like, Oh, okay. I want to talk to her. It's a local newspaper. And, but found out that she has a seizure disorder and can't drive. Mm-hmm. And the reason she can do the newspaper with three teenage active kids in Northern Virginia is that she can't drive them. She can't be a taxi driver. And so she has the time to put into the paper because her husband is basically the Uber driver in the family, you know, in the past, she never would have ended up here if it wasn't for her disorder, you know, so you just never know somebody's story behind the story so I definitely would love to read that and because I love hearing people's stories and then that how we relate and totally you know with the podcast I've had people say that listening to this it gives them permission to say yes themselves and give them hope
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's important yeah all right so let's talk about your other books and then let's talk about other books and then let's wrap it around with the daily acts of kindness last and we can talk about that premise So, yeah, so you guys totally so After
1: done? that, okay, I knew you were gonna ask us that. <laughs> that's, what is the official count, Julie? Nine.
2: <laughs> nine. No, nine, nine on shelves. We've got a couple under contract.
0: So oh, that's really cool. <clears throat> and you guys weren't book writers. No idea what you're doing. You're having to figure this out. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how many people I've had on the podcast that are just figuring it out and talking to somebody that wrote a book that um uh, she was like everybody keeps asking me and how to do it and i'm like there needs to be courses on that and i told her yeah. i said you need to work on helping other people and figure out how to launch it
1: yeah
0: and all the things because it's definitely a science to it as well
2: yeah absolutely sure.
0: we've yeah. learned a lot
2: i mean you yeah. forget you don't always realize how much you've learned until you start to talk to somebody and you're like oh there well, is a lot to learn and i'm impressive
0: that. that you're in a barnes and noble in right outside of dc yeah, yeah. that's Thank exciting yeah, that's very right. exciting. So, all right. So nine books plus. Yes. So let's talk about some of the other books. What are some of your favorites maybe? Or so we <laughs> have right. all your babies.
1: Yeah, they are. <laughs> that's, that's the trouble is like saying which one's our favorite, but, you know, talking just generally the backstory on all of these books, we say we write the resources that we need. And so any of our books, even though there's varied on the topics, we have friendship, like you said, we have kindness we have one called one good word and then gratitude daily acts of gratitude just came out last October. Um, but we always start by kind of writing the things that we need that we're practicing in our lives or that we're practicing within our families. Um, and so that's really kind of the heart behind any book that you pick up of ours. Um, along, you know, you mentioned the friendship. We also did a, when we started writing that book, um, and started talking to women about their stories. We found that so much of what happens around friendship. Um, and a lot of the really harder stories that women would share with mm-hmm. us started in childhood or as teenagers. And so we actually went back to our publisher at that time and said, can we write a book for girls? Because we really feel like this is kind of when a lot of this stuff comes up Yeah. and they, and they agreed. And so we actually, you know, we have the 365 friendship which, which is for women, but then we, we did write a hundred daily acts of friendship for girls, um, as well, because we really thought, goodness, this is, we have girls ourselves, but this is so important for us to learn healthy friendship habits at a young Absolutely. age, at a young age.
0: And yes. so, Absolutely. Um, so you need to go back and listen to the episode, um, now I'm blanking on her first name, but she has a company called Brave Girl Tribe and a community around working with teenagers.
2: Yep.
0: Um, and so, yeah, same kind of premise. And with my Mary Kay business, I really work on courage and confidence with women, but also young girls. They say yep. and women's self-esteem is highest at age 10.
2: Wow. I would
0: believe it. Bad. Mm-hmm. I would believe it. I was with yeah. somebody yesterday and she's a 57 year old mm-hmm. woman and she wanted to put makeup on. And she never wears it. And she's like, I don't want anybody to look at me. I don't want anybody to pay attention to me. I don't mm-hmm. want to notice me. I don't want to wear lipstick. I'm like, first of all, they don't pay that much attention to you. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I hate right. to say it, <laughs> yeah. but you know, so sad, Yeah, you yeah. know, what she's, you know, luckily she doesn't have a daughter, but she has a son, but what like, what we're yeah. passing on. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm, so I love that. Can't wait to so that is that written yet or yep. That
1: one is yeah. out. That one came out goodness, a couple of years ago now. Okay. So and mm-hmm. then going on to kindness, this was actually Daily Acts of Kindness was the first 365 devotional that we wrote. And okay. so we um That's a lot too. It is. We and it's funny because we had originally Mm -hmm. thought we were going to write a trade book around kindness, so just like a a chapter book around this idea of kindness. But we did kind acts amongst our three families for an entire year. And yeah, talk about
0: that story. That's really yeah.
1: So we we um, we used to do when our kids were little. We started doing um, daily acts of kindness around Christmas time. Because for us, when our kids were small, it was like trying to find tangible ways to bring in the idea of Christmas and, and the real meaning of Christmas and um, that it's not just about me and you know what it is that I want, what's on my Christmas list. And so we, as the three of us started doing daily acts of kindness with our families at Christmas time, we did that for a couple of years. And then my sister, Kristen said, why don't we do a year of kindness and just continue this on. And so we did, we did an entire awesome. year of kindness. We have a Google, we have a Google doc um, to prove it. And then oh, wow. we met with a publisher about our idea of, of writing on kindness. Cause we're like, we've been doing this enough that we feel like we have some experience that we could share with other people. Mm-hmm. And she was actually the one who suggested, she said, well, why don't, if you've done a year of kindness of, of kind acts, why don't we make this into a devotional? And so Tyndale already has their one year line. And she said, I really think that this would fit well within that. We had never written a devotional like that before. And so we thought, well, this we'll try it for sure. We'll try it. Um, And so that's really how that devotional came to be. You talk about favorites. This one might be my favorite just because it was our first. And I feel like for us, it was that first really big step, not just within our writing, but I feel like with our families as well to be practicing some of these things out. So,
0: yeah. I, and, and I, I love some stories, you know, that you guys started as a family, as your family's doing this and then passing it on. Yeah. Um, and then being able to share it. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, Julia, I interrupted you.
2: <laughs> oh, that's okay. You know, and, and when Kendra says that we write the books like that we need, I mean, we are not we always are honest in saying we're not experts. We're women on a journey and we're just inviting other people to journey along with us. And I distinctly remember one day we were in the middle of that, that manuscript for kindness and I came home and I don't remember what I had done. I don't remember what the day had been, but I, I walked in the door and I said to my husband, I am not kind. Why am I writing a book on kindness kindness? <laughs> And there's something about the practice or the attempt or the journey where there are moments where you see your blind spots or you see your weaknesses or you see opportunities for growth within yourself. And so each of these books, um, we are never experts like telling people like, this is what you need to do. It really is this invitation to say, come and learn to do this with me and um, and we are honest in sharing some of the ways in which we've struggled or we've fallen a little bit short. So it's always a gentle invitation, um, because that's what life is about. We're we're not gonna get there. Um, we're we're on a journey, and so just I think maybe accepting that and then working towards growth.
0: I love that. Like, and it, you could hear it in your voice, just the invitation. And it's interesting. Have you guys ever done the one word? have you heard of that or my intent? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So my word this year um, and it's ties in just what you said, what we do is what we, what we need. Or so my Mm -hmm. word this year is brave. And you Mm -hmm. think, you know, I'm wrapped all and talk, talking to all the people about their courage and everything, but I had to be brave and turn the podcast into a business. Mm -hmm. And I've been talking about it for a while. And so finally my word was brave. And January 2nd, I, did the LLC, which took all of five minutes, but mm-hmm. having to learn a whole new business and how to set up a business and all the things that sometimes I hear myself saying, oh, yes. I don't want to do that. I'm like, okay, but how can you be talking about courage to everybody and encouraging everybody else to be courageous and not doing it yourself? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for you for taking that step, Leslie. Yeah. yeah. So it's a little scary sometimes. It's like, what am I doing? Right. Leaving the comfort of a business. I'm not that I'm leaving it, but putting yeah. tension here. And, you know, I did the same thing 24 years ago when I quit my full-time job to Mm -hmm. pursue Mary Kay. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, look, and I talk about all the time. I'm like, okay, it's time to have that brave step again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So kindness, what was your most impactful or most heartwarming Mm -hmm. kindness act that you guys did in those years? Or you talked about what's the one that really stands out either you did or your kids or that made a difference. And I assume it's probably something super teeny tiny and not big, <laughs> but it could be, do you have one? You know, I, I have just generally
1: like, you're right. It has, it's not big ones. It's ones that my kids have done that were things that I wasn't necessarily passionate about myself, but they became very passionate about. And it's not that I didn't think they were good things. They were good things, but it's Mm -hmm. like, it, it was really kind of, for me, most impactful to see that they had their own kind of internal, like awareness and awakening, like to a need that someone had. So for example, um, my son who was a teenager at the time, um, and who was kind of going through a really hard time himself, but he really, when we started doing kind acts, especially at Christmas, he was so passionate about wanting to help people who were homeless. And so one, one thing that we did was we, we would make packs that we could give out to people who were homeless, um, when we saw them on the street. And so we would do that. But then one day, um, we saw someone, it was in, in December in Minnesota, which is usually quite snow, uh, quite cold and there was snow and we saw someone and he said, can we go get him a cup of coffee? And so I thought, yeah, let's do it. Cause we were just out running errands. So we got a cup of coffee. He picked out a muffin too, that he thought this man would like. And he walked over to, we went back to the parking lot where he was. My son got out and walked over to him and just had this, I, I kind of stayed back to allow him to have that experience. And right. this man just, he. my son had his Vikings Jersey on. And so he immediately was like, are you Vikings fan? They had this beautiful interaction that really had nothing to do with me at that point, which was good. And, and that just watching that and observing that was like very impactful for me because a lot of times we do things for ourselves and that's good. And we can have growth, but when you start to see the growth in the people around you as well, and the things that matter to them, um, I feel like that was something that was really meaningful and encouraged me to be like okay this is this is good not just for me but this is good to be doing with our kids for them to have these experiences as well
0: yeah i so. mean what we pass on is such a difference i remember um one time my nephew and he was probably teenage maybe beginning of college something he was somewhere and there was somebody on the corner or whatever and he gave him some money and his friends like what are you doing and sam's like my grandma always said what if it's Jesus? And he says, mm-hmm. "So, like, he's learning it from my mom, and yes. you know, oh, wow. passing it on." Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Julie, what's your favorite?
2: So, uh, there's many, but um, this is a story that that always reminds me that those little things matter intensely. So, um, when my daughter was an infant, she was at a daycare center with another little girl who they shared the same name. So, they were very similar in age. And they had the same name. Um, Mom and I also had the same name. oh wow. And we knew we knew of each other, but we did not we weren't we weren't even acquaintances. We just knew of one another. And so, um, I found out that her little girl was facing some pretty serious, pretty scary surgery. And so I wrote her a note. <sighs> <Ooh. laughs> and i I mailed the note and I literally forgot about it for, I think ten years. And I was on my way to a business luncheon and I was late and I, my shoes were like not fitting and I was running in and they were setting up this table for all of us stragglers at the very back of this luncheon. And I was sad because I was supposed to be there to network and, and here I am late and flustered and I'm on this table in the very, very back. And I sit next to this other woman named Julie, and I have forgotten that I ever wrote a note. I have forgotten completely about the story. And so we have lunch, and we're visiting, and and, um, we get to the very end of the lunch, and she says to me, I just have to tell you how much that note you wrote to me all those years ago meant, and I still have it. I kept it. Wow. And I got out into my car, and I just started crying because... um. You know, sometimes those nudges that we get to do something and it just feels little and it's a bit of an inconvenience. And we think to ourselves, it doesn't really matter. Um, clearly mattered. Clearly yeah. mattered. And so that reminded me to always be, I mean, not always, I'm not always great. Always but, is a big word. But when, but to try when I get that nudge to send the text make the call, send the email, send the note, like do the thing because you just don't know.
0: Yeah. Why not today? Why not not today? That's right. Yeah, I totally agree. And I try to follow that myself and just, you know, when that person pops up in your mind, Mm -hmm. just send them a text. I have a friend that if she's in, she goes to the drive through Starbucks purposely instead of going inside. So while she's there as people, and she has a ministry as well, as people pop up, she sends them a note and it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, those little things you don't think make a difference right so make a difference I don't have it on today but I normally wear a starfish necklace do you guys know the story of the starfish
1: yes I have heard that before have you heard yeah. it Julie so I, it's tickling in the back of my so mind the I know guy that was walking on the
0: beach and um throwing starfish in the ocean and this yeah. older man comes up and he goes what are you doing he goes I'm saving the starfish and he goes there's thousands on this beach. How can you make a difference? And he picked one up and threw it in the ocean. He says, I made a difference in that one.
2: Yeah.
0: And so I really try to live by that. Like you just mm-hmm. never know mm-hmm. who you're going to make a difference. Yeah. Um, and that one person can make a difference in your life and really follow like God's nudges like you guys mm-hmm. um, just saying, you know, what? I'm going to ask what's the worst thing I can say. Um, a friend of mine that I was just mentioning, she has a ministry and it's called faithfully following. And several years ago, she had a challenge. Um, to share a scripture for a week on social media. Mm-hmm. And I started doing it. When I do my devotionals, I would Google, because I'm very visual, I would Google the scripture and come up with a picture that spoke to me and post it. Well, I this was years ago, and I still do it every almost every day. And the reason I will never stop is when I did it, a friend of mine's son, who's very close to me, he calls me fake Aunt Leslie, <laughs> he said. He said, I wake up when he was like 16. He goes, I wake up in the morning and look at Instagram to see what you posted every day to start my day. And I have Mm -hmm. people all the time, kind of like you, Julie, you never know that people walk up to me. Somebody yesterday is like, oh my gosh, I see everything you post on social media. And it's so inspiring. And Mm -hmm. you think nobody's paying any attention to anything we're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. So now I have added inspirational posts every day along um, the why not today message. And, you know, just something inspirational just to help people with their day, mm-hmm. because those little things definitely make a difference.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, mm-hmm. you just never know whose life we've touched.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Yeah. And so this weekend, so I was, this, I guess, Saturday is random acts of kindness day. I distinctly remember when this movement came about. Do you guys remember that? It was actually, there was an article in the paper, and I think I have it mm-hmm. cut out somewhere in my world. And either I bought it or I had it made a stamp a rubber stamp that said random act, practice a random act of kindness today. Yeah. Something along that line. So that mm-hmm. has been spinning in my world. And I know I was working and I left my job 24 years ago. Yeah. So it is a long time ago. I need to yeah. look, but it has always spoke to me. So how we've come full circle to this, yeah. you know, to do a random act of kindness. I think I mentioned to you guys when we started how perfect timing. This is because Lent started yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 40 days of, you know, if you're a Christian Catholic and celebrate Lent and um, I don't know if we celebrate practice, I don't know mm-hmm. what the, the yeah. observe <laughs> um, that, you know, they always talk about give up chocolate or give up this. And I always try to, instead of giving up something, add something to my life. Yeah. Like, what can I do to give back to somebody else or do yeah. something? Um, And the radio station that's local here, they do drive-through difference Thursday Mm. where they challenge everybody on Thursdays to pay for the person behind them in the drive-through. And so, you know, what are those little things as people are listening to this podcast, whether it's when it's coming out during Lent or anytime you're listening to it, like think, really think. Yeah, I'm gonna challenge everybody to why not today do something kind for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Just that little thing. And it doesn't even have to be, Mm -hmm. you know, that people, you could just do it anonymously.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely.
2: You Mm -hmm. don't
0: have to do it, be big and boastful Mm -hmm. about it. Mm
2: -hmm. But just,
0: you know, and even, you know, the world of social media, as we were talking about young girls and how terrible it is and how hard it is. Like social media for adults is just as toxic. Mm -hmm. But what if you went every day and just sent a private message to somebody you're thinking about them? Or, you know, I've been watching people on social media and you can really see the people that are hurting. Mm -hmm. They put things out on social, you know, they're really in bad shape or sometimes you can, it looks all unicorn and amazing, but you can see, you know, pay attention to what's going on behind the scenes Yeah. because, and reach out to those people because people are hurting.
1: Oh yeah. Well, and I think, and I think too, I mean, even though it's, it's random acts, if you start that day, like let's say, so Saturday's random acts of kindness day. Just by thinking, um, you know who who could I be a blessing to today, and then keeping that in the forefront of your mind, I promise there'll be small little opportunities. It can be something as simple as holding the door open for somebody who's got their arms full behind you, or you know, offering assistance in the grocery store. Somebody's looking for something. I mean, just simple little things. If you if you start your day by saying, "I want to find ways to be a blessing to somebody else today." I promise you, you'll see them. And they're just little things. And like you said, like I'm the same way too, where I'll, if I hear of a friend who's having a hard day, I'll quick send them a text, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm praying for you or, or, um, you know, following up on something. I know that they're having a hard day at work. So, you know, maybe the next morning saying, Hey, how did yesterday go? Is everything okay? Like remembering those things, Just remembering those things. Um, and you know, it doesn't, it doesn't take any extra time for us really to do that. Right. Um, one of my,
2: Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, one of my favorite things. And it, it is again, just very easy. Um, we will think things in our head that are complimentary, like, Oh, I like that woman's purse or oh, look at how cute <laughs> her shoes are yeah. or, um, and it doesn't have to be about appearance. It can also, no. I mean, there's so many different ways to compliment a person, but, I have learned that if I think it, and it's lovely about somebody else, I try really hard to say it, even when they are strangers. So I have kind of chased somebody down, like in a parking lot, just a little bit, like not in a weird, scary way, but to just say whatever it was, I don't remember if it was shoes or a purse or something. um, It is incredible how people just light up when you compliment them in some way so no,
0: absolutely and we all you know have insecurities and we you know we want to he- and we want to hear our name too if you know somebody's name that makes a powerful thing so yeah I was thinking um one thing I um have acquired from my mother who acquired from my grandmother is sending notes just a card just some love and I remember one day it was in February several years ago I was just having a bad day I think it was during 20 now 2021. I don't know. It was just a really bad day. And almost to the point, like almost get back in bed and get out the other side kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I went to dollar store and bought a whole bunch of Valentine's cards and I just sent them out to a ton of people and just blessed them. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes, you know, when you're having a bad day to bless somebody else. And I had this thought, I've never thought this thought until yesterday, you know, how much fun is it to get good mail? Mm-hmm. You know, handwritten a card. I tried to put a sticker on it. I pay attention to the stamps I buy, not that anybody else does the pen I use. Um, yeah. and I was walking my dog yesterday and the mailman was dropping off mail to somebody and the woman I just heard from a distance, she said, Oh, it's just probably bills and junk. Mm-hmm. And the thought hit my head, like, and I was gonna ask the mailman, but he was too far ahead. I'm like, does it give male men, women joy to see? fun mail come in the mail and not um, just bills and junk. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, you know, I never had that thought, but I'm thinking, you know, if that, if you're delivering mail and I I mean, they're delivering junk 90% of the time in my, I live in a condo in my building Mm and there's the mail room and there's a trash can and you literally Mm -hmm. go and throw your mail right in the trash and that's Mm -hmm. his job and that's their livelihood. Mm -hmm. And hopefully they feel like they're making a difference. Yeah. But You know, we need to spread some more love notes to people. Mm -hmm. We do. Just joy and Mm -hmm. giving back. So that's what I'm going to be committed to now. And I often go to the dollar store or um, Trader Joe's. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have Trader Joe's. Mm -hmm. They have the best cards. Now, don't ever go to Target and buy cards because they cost you an arm and a leg. But I buy cards and just keep them. And then when Mm -hmm. somebody pops in my head, I'll just send a card.
1: Yes. Such a good
0: idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we could talk forever. I'm so glad. I feel like I have two new friends. (laughs) You (laughs) do. Yay. I can't wait to follow all the stuff you guys do. So I don't want to have this go on forever, but I always end with, how would you encourage somebody else to say, why not today and do the thing, write Mm -hmm. the book, compliment the person, do the kindness.
1: Yeah. I would say start where you're at, you know, just take one step, whatever that is. It doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be, I think sometimes we get overwhelmed when we think about an entire process. And so if you break it down and you're just like, what's one thing I can do today towards this goal, Um, whatever that goal is and taking that one step. I love that phrase. Why not today? Because um, I think if you say that to yourself often, you'll look back after 6 months or a year and and be like wow i've taken a lot of steps but it starts with just that first one and and going back to what we said at the beginning just being willing to do it afraid it's okay right. if you're afraid like you can still take that step
0: absolutely yeah. Yeah. all right how and about would,
2: you julie i would say do it imperfectly don't wait for perfection um you're going to learn so much so just start and it doesn't have to be beautiful in fact it can look terrible <laughs> or be written badly or, you know, just start. And then in a year, in, in six months, like Kendra said, even in three weeks, you're going to look back and you're going to see the growth that you have had
0: individually and it's going to be incredible.
2: So yeah, well, yeah just, your
0: first- you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't mm-hmm. perfect. And the, like my first podcast was not perfect, but I did it. Yeah. Right. We're at 50 some episodes now. So yeah, yeah, just just doing it. I love that. So I always try in the podcast, as I talk to people, tie it back to my dad Um, and people are like, I never met your dad. And I'm like, no, but what are the things that you guys said? So Julie, you said something and I didn't write it down. So it kind of left my brain. So, but there was a connection, but Kendra, what you said is your kids. Um, I'm one of six kids Mm. Um, and we're not we're all from the same Paris. People always ask me that. And there's eight. there's not as big of a gap, but there is 18 years difference. My oh, youngest sister wow. is 18 years younger than me. Wow. So, um yeah. So big family. I yeah. to love That's it. Cool. But it'll yeah. come to me as soon as we stop the recording, Julia. Right. And I'll send That's you. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thank you guys for being on and being so spontaneous and. Um, let's spread some random acts of kindness to people. Right. And if have you guys want them. the books, they're on Amazon, obviously, mm-hmm. Barnes and Noble. Eventually, mm-hmm. I've had so many authors on my podcast that eventually I'm going to have a link on my website, mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. books and how you get them. Mm-hmm. Another yeah, thing yeah. I have to figure out. Yeah. Uh, but thank you guys for being my guest. Thank you, all our listeners, for listening and for watching the podcast. We are celebrating two years and less than a month, which is exciting. Um, So remember, you can always pop. Follow the podcast at whynottodaypodcast.com. We started a new Facebook group. It's called the Why Not Today community where we share and build each other up. And you can always get Why Not Today swag like t-shirts and cups from the website. And there's always courage quotes on there. So thanks again, you guys for being our guest and everybody for watching and listening. And remember, say why not today.